Welcome to Dudes of Hazards Radio. I'm the founder and host, Donnie McCarty. On today's podcast, we have one of my longtime friends, Zach Hudson. Zach, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, Donnie. Happy to be here. My name is Zach Hudson. live in Detroit, Michigan. Drove down uh, to record this podcast. Might stay around for the tournament this weekend. We'll see. Zach, glad that you made the trip. I know that's uh, a little more of a haul than the people driving over from Kingsport or Bristol to come on for the pod, so I appreciate that. Um, on today's podcast, what we're going to cover, we're going to get to know Zach a little bit. Um, I'm going to have him tell, him, tell uh, all of our listeners and our league members about himself. Uh, we're going to talk about just kind of our personal friendship and I guess our backstory between us and from where we started in high school to where we're at now. We're going to cover some league notes. We're going to talk about the Graysburg tournament, our first Dudes of Hazards Open that just happened this last weekend. And then we're going to talk about the Hazards Cup. And then we're also going to talk about the match. So after that, we'll go ahead and get into some interview questions with Zach, get to know him a little bit better, talk about his golf game, um, and just whatever else he's interested in. We're then going to do some discussion questions featuring Walker Ride, talk about our favorite round of golf. And uh, we have a very special trip planned later this summer together. And so we're going to let you guys in on that. I know that's going to be one uh, for the books for both of us, but we'll kind of keep that a, a secret for now. And then after that, I'll just uh, go ahead and let Zach wrap up, tell us a little bit about his social media, um, anything that he has that you guys can follow him and get to know him a little better. Um, so Zach. Let's go ahead and get this started. Why don't you go ahead and tell the league members a little bit more about yourself and where you're from, what you do. Absolutely. Uh, my name's Zach. Uh, from Bristol, Tennessee. Went to Sullivan Central High School. Um, met Donnie in sophomore year of high school for me, junior for him. So nope. we've been friends for you know, 15 years, something now. That doesn't even sound real. It doesn't. doesn't. We're getting old. Um, so... Been been friends a long time. Um, started playing golf when I was really young, like four years old. Had a decent sized backyard, so dad bought me a set of you know driver, a seven iron, and a putter, and I just hit golf balls in the backyard. Nice. And then he'd mow once a week and run over half my golf balls <laughs> and come inside. Yeah. You know, Any broken know. windows gotta, from that? No, no broken windows. Fortunately, down the hill, but I did deplete my golf ball collection pretty pretty quickly. So, I'd say uh, so. Um, but. It was good. Um, and then through school, you know, just kind of played sparingly when I had the time and then really been something I've gotten into a lot more consistently over the past eight years. Um, but try to play like once a week, hit the range once a week, once every other week. Uh, um, took lessons a couple years ago, which like if, if you haven't and you're on the fence about it, the best money you can spend on golf is is lessons. I mean, it's a little bit more than the price of going out for a round, but I can assure you will improve your game better than a single round of golf for sure. When people are like, oh yeah, I just, I've been thinking about a lesson, but I just, I don't know. I don't want to do it. Doesn't it, isn't it just frustrating? Cause you're like, dude, you, especially if you've never had a lesson, like there's just little things that you can waste months trying to figure out that someone that can teach you can just solve. And like, it's not going to be a quick fix. That's forever good, but like you can at least get put it in the right direction. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And I, the place that I took lessons from was pretty cool. Um, I lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina for a few years. And uh, the lesson, the PGA uh, professional 
videotape the entire thing and at the end of it would just send it to you so you know you go there for an hour you hit a bunch of different balls and then at the end of it you logged into this portal and you could see each of the balls you hit all of the stats for that as well as like a video recorded lesson and then he would put notes in on different shots so if you hit one well um he'd leave a little note like hey this is what you did um and uh, if you you know hit one poorly, like oh this is what you need to watch for. So you could actually I can like even today pull that lesson up and be like oh I'm getting my hips around too quick. Oh I'm dropping my shoulder. You know whatever I was working on that day. And and you start to figure out your misses, but then also to start building that muscle memory and thought of like what it is you need to do right. Because when you go for a lesson, you're going to be messed up for a little oh, bit. You will. It- it will. I think if people expect that, yeah, they're going to leave the lesson in right away. It's like, all right, time to go from, you know, the 90s to the 80s overnight. It's like, no, it's, yeah. it's going to be some months while you're really working on that swing uh, change. I mean, I don't know. What's your thoughts? Like late fall, winter time, good time to take some lessons, especially if you can either do them indoor or in a more, you know, weather favorable climate. So that way, when hopefully when spring, summer comes around, you know, you've had time to work on that swing and kind of be in the groove for the peak of the golf season i feel like absolutely uh, i think that the fall and winter times can be great times you just got to make sure that whenever you do the lesson you're consistent about playing afterwards because mm-hmm. you don't want to spend money on the lesson and then let your club sit for two months and try and pick them yep. back up and be like oh what did they tell me two months ago because you're just not going to remember so um you know even if it's like hitting hitting at the range like you know taking them in the winter just going to the range and hitting but keeping that like thought process going, what you need to do, building that muscle memory. Because once you take a lesson and you know what you need to do, you're going to hit a point in your game where you're just thinking about what you need to do right every time. And then you're just in your own head. But you play enough and then you stop thinking about it and it just becomes like a second nature to you. Where like, oh, this is how I need to align. This is how like what I need to do in my backswing. And it just becomes a very natural movement for you. And, um, you know, from my experience – playing it yeah my game definitely took a dip um but one of the guys that i played with a lot when i lived in north carolina was uh, probably a four or five handicap very Mm -hmm. good golfer and the like two months after i had taken the lesson he was like you know i can tell you're working some things out but you stand over the ball a lot more confidently than you ever did and that was like very true like i knew at that point that when i struck a ball well i knew what it was going to do and there wasn't like oh that was a good shot it was like that was what I was trying to do. And so, you know, there was a little bit um, just more like improved mental game in it as well. Just when you stand there and you're like, I need to hit the shot and I know that I have the capability to do it rather than like, ah, oh, if I get lucky. Yeah, exactly. Like if you, if you don't believe in yourself on the shot before it's going to happen, it's like, yeah, theoretically you could get lucky. But I mean, when you believe in the shot that you're about to hit, your results are more likely to be successful. I feel like. Absolutely. Um, so what's your what's your skill level like, Zach? Um, I know you said you've been playing for a while. What's your what's your handicap kind of sit around, and what's uh, what's maybe your best score, or what what's that look like for you? So handicap sits around thirteen fourteen right now. Um, this past season was a little interesting. Um, moved from North Carolina to Michigan, so was just transitioning to a lot of courses up there, and yep. really maybe twice the entire of last the entirety of last season I played the same course, so it was really different you know always playing like away courses in the way that you would look at around um because you would get back to the end of it and you'd be like i could have probably taken a couple strokes off if i knew that the hole did this or that the green did this or like that bunker was there and um so i think 
this year I'm, I'm looking forward to building a little bit more rapport with some of those courses Absolutely. that I've um, played because I think that that matters a lot in it too. I mean, you're always playing new courses. It's fun. I love playing new courses. But when you're going for score oh, and, and different things like that, it, it plays a little bit different factor. But best score um, was an 84 shot at Salem Glen Country Club, uh, which is a pretty small course in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's uh, like semi-private, but highly recommend it if anybody's in the area or okay. um, playing nearby. Um, so it's Salem Glen? Yep, Salem Glen All Country right. Club. It, it, I mean, I, I always hawked golf now deals, and I could get out there on like yeah. a Sunday afternoon for 25 bucks, and we would get That's a foursome a together and, you know – have a couple of beers, but it was a great course because it wasn't very long. It was like 61, 6,200 yards, but the holes were designed in a way that you, there were a couple, you could take advantage of the short yardage, but for the most part, like the par fives, you were reaching in three. There was, yeah. unless you were just incredibly long and willing to risk it, cutting a corner, like you just were not going to get there into basically the court, the, you know, sometimes the defense of the course is the yep. distance, and other times it can be, you know, the strategic bunkering, you know, the dog legs, elevation change. So, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, it's funny when people scoff at shorter courses, and you're like, yeah, like, okay, then come out here and play it. Like, yeah, it's it's probably not going to be the deterring you off the tee box distance-wise, but yeah, sometimes you just don't even have the option if you're one of those longer hitters to hit driver every hole. You right. know, sometimes it's like you have to take out the hybrid or the iron or the three-wood off the tee. Just because, like, you'll be hitting in the trouble. Um, yep. I know we don't probably really have that problem as much, but I'm sure Will faces that at some courses that he goes out to. Mr. Oh, I'm going to hit the ball 355, or I think his new highest is, like, 370 for his long drive that he's been hitting. I just – I can't even fathom numbers like that. Sit, hitting a 60 farther than I hit my drivers. Pretty much. I mean, can you imagine if he thinned a 60? I mean, that thing – like a bullet yeah. <laughs> shot out of a gun right there. 250. No kidding. Um, well, cool. So would you say you're just pretty consistent? The, where, where do you, what's your score usually range from? Last season, it was anywhere from like 88 to 95, I'd say was my average. I did have a couple of rounds in the triple digits for the first time in a couple of years. And those were very humbling. Humbling. Uh, yeah. The first one, I feel that, uh, that I hit over a hundred on was the first round that I actually played in Michigan. And it was like 45 degrees, Ugh. 20 mile an hour winds. <laughs> And is a lot of courses in Michigan have that link style, so oh, it's yeah. just your your the ball's either above your feet, below your feet, you know, in no any level which lies. way, no level lies, tight fairways, and then just like vast open land because Michigan's a very flat state in yep. general, and so you know you couple all of that with just this ongoing breeze, and there was I remember I was like a hundred and. 75 out and the wind had died and i was like oh perfect you know i'll take my seven iron like feeling very confident about it honestly might have been one of the best struck balls i had the entire t of last year and it was 80 yards short yeah like just immediately went up and just just sat there and mm. it, as soon as it catches that wind um so it's been a little bit different um trying to learn how to hit those low shots yeah. um with a little bit of consistency so sure that's been a little bit of a shift there but uh yeah we'll, we'll touch uh, back a little bit later in the podcast on the uh on michigan golf and what that looks like um so just a little bit of our i guess our backstory between us i mean you know we're in this golf league together now but this isn't the first time we've played a, a sport together or, or been in some sort of event so 
I mean, what was it? I feel like it was a track meet that we met at for the first time. I think we were... It was uh, actually um, in the summer between... So going into my junior year, maybe, and then maybe going into your... No, it was going into my sophomore, mm-hmm. going into your junior. Yep. Um, we ran a bunch of road races together over yes. the summer, and I, uh, I like, recognized you from all of the races, and I was like, yeah, that guy's a little bit better than me. I'm going to... That's who I'm going to stick with, like, and... I feel like there was like three road races we ran that summer where for like the first mile and a half or two miles, I just sat with you and you were like, who the hell is this kid? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know this guy. And he's just like sitting on my hip. Like, and, All right, whatever. And then he dropped me for the last mile or so. And um, after the, uh, it was an Elizabethan covered bridge road race. Yep. And I remember it because we ran like down the side of, was 11E or 11W, what runs up to Boone I th- there. Man. No, it's not a, I'm try, is it 19 e uh re- regardless yeah, it, it's, yeah it's it's a it's a kind of a major highway that that goes through around the elizabethan area ran on the side of a highway and i was just a very oddly laid out uh race but was. we met up after that exchanged numbers and yep. then we started running together a little bit more and um which was really nice because my freshman year you know i had i i've always wanted to be around people that are better than me in yep. pretty much anything that i do because i feel like that's really the only way that you can progress in things and um so you and i started running together because like my freshman year i had a lot of people better than me and then all of them were seniors and graduated and there was like one person to challenge me and kind of push me that next year and i just I didn't get much better because there there wasn't yep. all of that to chase, and that's kind of the disadvantage of being that. Uh, if you, if you're around the Tri Cities area and you're aware of it, the the city schools, um, pretty much like anything where the money's at, things are better, uh, and so even to honestly a pretty disfair um, or an unfair advantage to the city schools. I mean, just you know, Zach was at a, a county school and massively underfunded everyone had an option if they wanted to send their kids out of it if you were like on the city line so a lot of people that were that had good either good kids that were good athletes they would send them over to the city schools which would just load them up and so like not dunking on you zach but i just remember like in high school we were like sullivan central sullivan east whatever like like okay we'll just send out the jv team and wipe them out so like it it just yeah. was what it was. I mean, it was what it was, and and that was exactly right. And especially where Central's at, because you had like half the student body that was close to Bristol, and the other half that's close to Kingsport. So yeah, you yeah, you had no. any promising like future in that stuff? Of course, you're going to send your kid to DB or Tennessee High. Yep. I mean, it's just a, a lot better publicity, better it competition is. that you're around. But yep. you know, we got hooked up together and and started running a lot more consistently. I remember. Uh, that season, uh, we were running a race and I tripped, or well, I didn't trip you on purpose. We were, we were in a turn on a track meet and I, you were ahead of me and like my foot went forward, your foot went back and I just clipped you yep. and I stopped to make sure you were good. You got up, like we finished the race, you still beat me. And uh, then your coach was like pretty pissed at yeah. me and was like going to come over. And I was like, I, I, I mean, clearly I didn't, I wasn't malicious in like nope. tripping you. And then, uh, and Coach that was Lily, if you ever listen to this, you, you were too much back in the day. You really were. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe she didn't know that we were friends, but like, yeah, I remember you did it. I just like, I wasn't even mad at you. I was just like, yeah, just shit happens. Like yeah. you're, you're running, it's a track meet. Everyone's piled in together, going through a turn. Like could have been anyone. And she comes over here, like thinking Zach was out to sabotage me. I'm like, dude, chill out lady. Like I'm not even mad. Like what? What do you get? It's like one of the about? first meets of the year. Like, yeah, it like, didn't happens. even matter. Um, yeah. That was fun. I mean, I know another race that I always think back to. Uh, 
so whenever we ran, Zach would have this thing where, and especially in cross country, if you're not familiar with that, it's a 3.1 or 5k race. And he would always be on the lead at me at the mile and a half mark. But I think he just, whether it was his strategy or just how it worked out, I felt like I wasn't a very quick starter, but I would just hold basically my, my pace through. And then I'd catch Zach at about the two mile mark or the two and a half. And then would end up usually edging him out by just a little bit. But we had our, uh, it was the conference meet at Steels Creek. And so like both of our parents just insanely supportive of us both growing up. I feel like they always were at our events and really fun. And so I remember, uh, you know, my dad is, is out there cheering and his parents and they're like, Zach's ahead. You're like, got to catch him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then like, I remember even like his own mom was like, ah, Zach's going to die. Donnie will catch him. <laughs> But on this day, Zach did not die. I mean, this dude, I remember just kept on thinking, like, all right, I'll just kind of do my thing, and I'll reel him in eventually. And, like, I just couldn't pick up any ground. I think I actually ran, like, a personal best or near it, and then Zach just, like, blew his out of the water by, like, a minute and a half and actually smoked me. I was like, I honestly don't know if I was ever that happy for someone else to beat me um, just because, like, you had really worked so hard. And so, like, that was – it was fun, um, and it was it was nice and, and a big race for you to show up and do that. that Dude, was, uh, I have no idea what happened that we race. We both made all-conference that year, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we yep. both did. We both yep. had great races. Yeah, it was great races. I was like, whatever. Yeah. I had these Best two twins on my cross-country team that were obnoxious and that no one liked, and so I edged out both of them down the final stretch to beat them <laughs> both, and so I was like, suck it, losers. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I did what I needed to do, um, and, and Zach had a great race, so like, what a time it was. But uh well, after that, we, I mean, I went to Louise McRae for a year and then did some military stuff. You went to ETSU um, right away out of uh, high school. I then met up with you a little bit later down the road after um, just trying to fail out of Northeast and Louise McRae and just play zero uh, regards to my academic <laughs> future. Hey, you were there for the fan, or the flag football, and that's what we needed you for. That's what it was. Seasons. Basically, they, uh, him and some buddies recruited me to come to ETSU to play intramural flag football. Um, not really, but, I mean, honestly, I was more excited than that than sitting I'm, in a stupid lecture hall I mean, about Brit Lit. So. It was a good NIL deal. Gave you money for <laughs> Captain Morgan. Uh, so that I could could then take it and then uh, you know that's why we played with Calvin um, from the golf league. I think he was on the team for one of the seasons. That's the back when year. he was like super quiet too. Yeah, I know he had to have just thought like, who is this guy on the on the, on the team? Uh, yeah, God, we had th- those were really some fun days. Uh, and on top of that. If you ever played uh, NCAA football, you know that that was life, um, especially back when we were playing through the prime years of like 2008 to 2014, where it, like that was peak video games. Yeah, I, I honestly sure. think everything's gone downhill since then. Um, are, were they, are they bringing back the NCAA football game? I think I, I'll, I'll be, the 20, I think it'll either be NCAA football 22 or 23. Yeah. Regardless. I'm going to buy it. So shout out to the league if anybody uh, wants to start another dyna- Dudes of Hazards oh dynasty. Gosh. We'll get Donnie to I don't know. Know, buy an Xbox back. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a blast. We had like 12 people. Uh, dude, that was so much fun. We were to play like – I mean, well, we would run like on each video game season. Like if 20 – you know, like the mm-hmm. 2012 NCAA football came yeah. out, we'd play like a 10-year dynasty with 12 people. Oh, yeah. And like I only knew like four of them, but – it was yeah. just someone knew someone that knew someone that played the game. And yep. so let's see. So we had flag football. We, I mean, gosh, don't even forget backyard football growing up. Yep. I mean, Zach, uh, 
I mean, when I came to ETSU, I was like, well, I got to get my QB back. I feel like we played backyard football. Zach would just play quarterback all the time. I'd play wide receiver, and I was taller than most people, so we would just dunk on, yep. you know, any of the little kids. And, like, back then, I full-heartedly believe absolutely no mercy. Oh, I'm a senior. You're a freshman weigh, like, 60 pounds less than me? Mm. Well, it's That's also be tough for you. a bunch of cross-country runners who have <laughs> zero body fat, and then Donnie, who's also just like a physically aggressive person when it comes to contact sports. So it's just a bad mix for a bunch of people that intentionally chose a sport to avoid any type of physical contact to then have Donnie be like, I'm just going to run straight at you, and you're either going to step out of the way, which most people did, or I'm just I'm just going <laughs> to run you over. And, and it's after not like twice, good. then people were like, okay, never mind. Yeah. But no, dude, those were – I feel like we always had so much fun just – I mean, it's crazy that we golf now when football was so – I mean, football in itself was life. I mean, yeah. you're a diehard Tennessee fan. I was a diehard Husker fan growing up. I mean, I feel like we watched our teams every week. We played football. We played backyard basketball. I feel like we played pretty much every game growing up. And then, you know, you hear this and you're like, oh, truly there's no more football. Wrong. There's the fantasy football league that we did for 10 years. I think it's still going on, kind of. Calvin's running it. I had to step off of that. Um, This is too much to do. But, I mean, I feel like, yeah, we had 10 seasons of that fantasy league. Um, Yeah. Evan's greatest achievement was winning it, like, now three times. I know he's super yeah. proud of that. I think my dad still has zero victories, so suck it, Dad. Um. <laughs> Played my dad in the championship one year. He's – dumb luck or, or bad management, probably a, a combination of both. Yep. Just, you know, had had bad, bad records for fantasy football and then played him in the championship the one year he just, like, made it into the playoffs. Like, barely. Like, barely, yeah. and then just, like, made it to the championship. So it was fun just, like – um, came in for the weekend and we watched all the Sunday games together yep. and like, man, good, good times growing up. So yeah, if you can't tell me and Zach, like we, we got a long history together. I mean, my parents were military. If you guys don't know us, we moved around a lot growing up. And, um, when I moved to Tennessee, like I said, Zach was really one of my first friends that I met. Um, and I've carried through other than like Justin Fawn, I would say you're probably the, my, my friend I've been the longest in touch with. Um, that, I mean, you know, you're in high school and you're like, oh yeah, my friends forever. Psych. Like two Psych. years out of like high school, you're like, dude, honestly, I keep I'm up doing... with like four people from high school. Yeah. Like, I yeah, very few high school friends, and it's not even because they were high school friends. It just happened to be that we just ended up being good buddies and made it work. So, um, before we move forward a little bit, I want to go ahead and cover some league notes coming up for um, the upcoming season. So. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and give a quick recap of the Graceburg tournament that went down uh, over April 2nd and 3rd. That was a great time, and let's go ahead and get into that. All right, so this weekend, we had our first Dudes of Hazards open, and that was a massive success. We'd like to give a big shout-out to Brad Nagley, who was able to win the tournament eight shots clear of the field. The guy really just came out and played lights out all weekend. Um, The pressure never got to him, and uh, he took home the title. Outside of him... We had some people win some hole contests. We did a closest to the pin contest that Greg Fawn won one day. And then Cade Pope won the next. We had um, Keith Arrowwood win our long drive competition. And then Ian, who's joining me right here, had the pleasure of getting on the green for the 50-50 contest and getting his name pulled out of the hat. So, Ian, what are you spending that money on? Uh, Well, I think I've already spent it uh, before I won it on a league shirt. 
So you did. Uh, yeah, congratulations to me on winning the uh, the lowest skill required contest <laughs> in the tournament. Do you feel like that fits uh, your golf game? Trying to target those uh, just dumb luck t- uh, contests to win. Hey, listen, man. You just you find the eggs when you can find them. You know, <laughs> you know, blind squirrels find a nut every now and then. So just smacking around. Once in a while, something good will come your way. Good. Alex, uh, you were out there as well this weekend. What did you uh, think of the tournament? Uh, well, first of all, it was very difficult. Uh, the course itself was playing tough, but, man, was it fun. Uh, the weather really, really worked out uh, to our advantage. Beautiful days, both of them, sunny. Uh course is in really good condition, uh, especially with the springtime. Everything's budding. The grass is really starting to green up. Uh, it was just an overall blast and went wildly smooth, and it was just a ton of fun. I agree. The uh, So, do you play better day one, day two? Day two, for sure. Um, I don't really know why, but uh, just had less mistakes day two. Yep. The uh, Do you think it had anything to do with the different nines that were played in that? or? Uh, it could have because I, I know fodder stack better. Um, not necessarily that I always do what I want to do, but chimney is just flat out hard. Um, twi- twice while we were playing the chimneys, I lost balls to water hazards, so that's always fun. Um, all weekend, not... It wasn't either Saturday or Sunday, but all weekend I spent a lot of time getting trapped in the sand. Uh, luckily, I had some pretty good outs, but uh, nice. just chimney, chimneys is hard, man. It is. I agree. I, I think that's the toughest out of the nines. Uh, Ian, what's your, what's your thought on how you played and maybe out of the nines, which one do you think was the toughest for you? I mean, I didn't bring my best game by any means this weekend, but well, like Alex said, I had a blast. Um, I don't know. Out of the nines – I don't know if anyone, for me, stuck out as being harder. I probably made more. I made a massive mental error on the on the chimney top side on uh, on Saturday, but um, I don't know. Just the the course itself. I think everybody could probably attest to this. Was uh, it was tough. There was when you hit the fairway, there wasn't a whole lot of grass. Um, you know, the, when the wind would pick up, it would make things a little weird. I remember number eight. Uh, I played with Matt DeBella on or eight on the uh, on the on the front side. I guess knobs. What is that? Knobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight on knobs. Played with Matt DeBella and Will Leonard and Brad Clay on Saturday, and Matt was just striping it all day. And then the wind picks up on eight. You're on that elevated tee box, hitting into that hitting into that green with water all around it. And then you know the wind's blowing off the right. You got water on the left. He's trying to hit this like draw like you know draw into the with the wind, and it's just grabbing it stopping the ball and pushing it hard and it's like you know when when stuff like that's going on it's just tough to tough to play and he played his ass off but uh like conditions were conditions were tough i think not i think having really really thin lies and fairways made it difficult for everybody and props to brad nagley for figuring out how to like maneuver around that because that clearly didn't slow him down he no. had a lot of circles on his cards and not a lot of squares. No, he he certainly came to feast this weekend. I mean, which in a, you know, when you're winning the two day tournament by eight shots clear of the field, and the thing was, after him, it was a pretty jammed up leaderboard. Like he just yeah. was the clear outlier on the whole weekend. Right. Um. So he just he came to play, and you know, this was fun. It was a field of thirty guys that came out and competed. We. This is our largest tournament we've put together other than the charity tournament we did last year. But this was like the largest competitive tournament we had put together. And they mentioned it went smooth, and it did. I had a great supporting cast uh, this weekend help pull this off. Um, 
really the guys were, you know, sometimes there's a couple members that like to try to show up as late as possible, but that was pretty limited this weekend, which goes a long way. And uh, overall, man, I I looked back on it, and I felt like this was my favorite tournament that we had put on yet. It was, um, it's the only one I've played in yet. but We played in the Clash. Well, we played in the Clash, but this was like the big one. The first yes. big one where yes. it was multi-day, lots yep. of tee times, you know, setting up signs and setting up check-in table and all that. And, like, I've played in some other tournaments before, and this ran just as smooth as any of the other ones I've played in. Awesome. Um, I mean, it was a shout-out to your mom for helping out, keeping everything organized. She's, she's a character. Yeah. I, I love having her out there. You know, she actually – um, tells me how much she how much fun she has like coming out and just she always brags on you guys saying that she's like kind of remarkable it's like just with this big of a group that there's this many good guys she never has any issues with anyone and that's just a testament i think to the quality of guys we have in our league well top five moment of the weekend for sure was her telling dan that she'd bring a skirt for him next time after he left the putt short <laughs> I mean, yeah, that came, that came out of, like, out of the trees behind us. No one even knew she was there. It says, Dan, I'll bring a skirt for you next time. And, like, oh, that was amazing. That was a uh, – I think that was on that number – that par five before on, the Whiskey Challenge. Yeah, and we were on all seven. on the green. And I think, like – I think everyone in their group – I know I left my putt short. You did. I mean, I feel like everyone on that hole did. And it was just, like – Well, Zach, was, Zach and tough. Dan were chirping all the way down the fairway the whole way. the green. Yeah, and so, I mean, that was – that was great. That was a great way to end it, especially for four guys who were not playing their best golf and were just getting loose. I agree. Towards the end of the day. Well, guys, if you want to hear some more about this, make sure to listen to our tournament recap episode that came out last Thursday. You'll get a more detailed breakdown of the match, how people specifically did, and the highlights of the weekend. So back to the main episode. All right. The next thing we want to cover is our Hazards Cup coming up May 13th through the 15th. That's down in Blue Ridge, Georgia. And what we did here for that one, we did eight special invites and then eight qualifying spots. So basically, I went through last year from the league and looked at eight guys that were really involved in the league and that were valuable league members. And then I had another eight based off of the top eight in league standings. Um, And so some of those spots doubled up. We invited them. Once those were filled up, we then invited new members. And so I think for this tournament, we have 16 people going. We have, I think, 11 returning members attending this one and then five new ones. Um, The field for this is absolutely incredible. I mean, I really feel like moving into this, we look at guys like Brad. You've heard us talk about him. Jeremy can play. Uh, We have guys like Justin Kelly. If he can get that driver working, he could be kind of a weapon. Uh, We have Mark Byler who's coming down, Jacob Long. So we got some really good guys that have posted some good scores so far. So really excited to see um, how these guys do at that tournament coming up. And so basically that's going to be just a month out from now, and that will be our second major tournament of the year. So really excited for that. Zach, let's go ahead and get back into this with you. Uh, We're now going to kind of dive in. I got some interview questions for you. And so let's just get to know you a little bit better than we already have. So – you're from Michigan, Detroit. Um, seems like a pretty poor decision to live in Detroit. But what? tell me about it a little bit. Maybe not as bad as a rap as it normally gets um, for being Detroit, or how's that look? No, it's definitely not as bad uh, as uh, the rep it gets. I mean, the Lions are bad, but... You know, like bad. Yeah, like bad. I yep. mean, might be one of the worst-run franchises in all of sports. They're, I mean, the Jaguars are pretty bad, but like They're the Lions to give them have been around for... 
you know, since the 1950s something. I feel like they're one of the original teams. They're a joke. Um, I, I mean, if there's anything that shows you is that they had Stafford for all those years, just absolutely wasting his career. Yeah. I mean, like you, how, how good would Matthew Stafford have been on a real team with real management and real owners? Well, it's just sad. Like you look at Stafford, you look at Barry Sanders, you look at yeah. Calvin Johnson. Like Calvin three, Johnson got wronged. Right. Wronged. And – like, I'm not saying Matthew Stafford's one of the best to ever play it, but, like, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson absolutely were. Kudos to them for being like, you know what? I'm just retiring. I'm done with this. I mean, mm. I, I don't know if that's kudos to them or, like, you know, come poor decisions by the Lions, but at least, like, Matthew Stafford got his Super Bowl. Everybody in Detroit was really rooting for him, very happy for yeah, him. That's good. Um, and it is pretty cool. My my girlfriend's dad uh, actually keeps stats for the Lions. Um, which oh, no is, way. Yeah, pretty sweet. Um, uh, so I got to go to a game this year. I, I mean, How about they lose that game? Beat the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, so excited to go watch Kyler Murray play and just absolutely destroy the Lions. And I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. Like, How many games did the Lions win this last year? Like, three. three? Uh, okay, they, I was going to say, like, oh, it wasn't many. Yeah, or maybe it was two, and then they tied with the Steelers, but they beat... That's hilarious. The No, I think it was three. They... Um, so they beat the Cardinals, and then they beat the Packers, like, the last game of the season, which they were even super excited about because, like, hey, you beat the Packers. That's hilarious. And Aaron Rodgers played a half of it. So, you know, uh, it's it's – it is a cool city, though. Um, it's right there on the river. You, like, look at Canada while you're there. There's some really cool spots downtown. It's kind of got that, like, heads-down, like, work mentality. Sure. Um, which, you know. Steel City? Yeah. Or, no, that's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh What's Steel uh, city. Motor, Motor city. city? Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, which kind of has a little bit of that mentality of, like, East Tennessee's got um, yep. in a lot of ways. Um so definitely, definitely not as bad of a rap as it gets. Like, obviously, there's bad parts of it. There's places you don't want to go. Sure, there's places like that in every city. But, yep. like, you get downtown. It's a good spot. It's a fun time. There's good restaurants. Yep. Like, fun stuff to do. And, um, I mean, you know, Michigan, I think, it gets the weather is is tough. Yeah, I mean, tell it, me a little bit more about that. So I know that that's where I'd kind of like to hear about. So, you know, us down in Tennessee, sure, January, February, re- weather can get a little rough during that time, maybe some not so great days. But I know you're looking at us and being like, shut up. There's still ground to see. Like, how yeah. long are you blanketed in snow and just h- how many months are you like, I'm not even really thinking about playing outside golf? I, I mean, for me, it was when did we play that round? It, the Omni Grove Park. Um, I feel like that was November. No, yeah, October. Sometime, yeah. I think it was October. October, November. Yep. We came down, played that round. I think it was, um, it was either Veterans Day or Columbus Day. It was one of the bank holidays that I get. Um, but That was a great. But it was a great round. That I, was a, man, your dad came and played with yep. us. Honestly, your dad showed up to play. Yeah. Uh, that was like, didn't we all finish like... 84, 85, 86, or something like yeah, that I mean, on we the day. It was right. Like, like, what a great round that was. It was. And, it, it, you know, if you're in the area, like Omni Grove Park in, watch the deals. Great place to play. You go up afterwards to the Omni Grove, get a drink, sit on the balcony, you know, the patio that they've got out there, watch the sunset. You really can't beat it. Um, you know, when we, um, so I'm looking here, October 11th is when we played. Just that, went and saw one of the pictures uh, I, of that place. So I played one more round after that. And then I was done. 
And I had a couple opportunities to play. There were a couple random warm days in December, um, but they were like weekdays, and the people that were playing were just like, oh, I booked my calendar. Like, well, I'm just going to sneak out of the office and play golf. And I was like, I can't. I can't, I can't, can't swing it. Really so, do that? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I wasn't able to get away with that. And then I was supposed, like, then, you know, you're the own ball round start. And I'm like itching to get back out there and play. I fucking hate simulators. I played on one. Dude. Absolutely just the worst. Like, I was sitting there, first ball, like, I don't like hitting off the rubber tees. Anyways, like, you know, when you go yep. to the driving range and they got the artificial turf and the rubber tees, I hate hitting off of those Give me things. a real tee. Yep, yep, give me a real and tee. And I'll stand on the ground. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I and I like to just tee the ball up probably a little bit lower than maybe I should. I just get a little bit more consistency out of it. Yep. And I just feel like the rubber tees, I'm like half of them, I'm just skying to the moon. And yep. they're going 65 yards. And so I... Um, I really hated playing on those, but I was looking forward to it going into the winter. I was like, oh, perfect. I'll play. I'll get in an indoor golf league. Well, the indoor golf leagues are just like kind of a mess to get into. They wouldn't call me back. Finally got a team. To, they were like, oh, you can't do it as a free agent. Got to have a team together. So I've like, you know, reached out to people that I didn't know, formed a whole team of people and was just like, hey, all right, now we got a team. And they're like, oh no, we're booked. And I was like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. So just so what you're saying is the Dudes of Hazards is a better bang for the buck than the Indoor Golf Simulator League over the winter in Michigan. Yes, I okay. am absolutely saying that. Okay, and good, so, good, good. Um, so, but hit the simulator and just absolutely hated it. Just yep. did not enjoy my That's round. Um, and you pay good money for it. I mean, you know, so, um, but I've been able to meet a two really fun guys to play golf with up there um, that I regularly get out and hit rounds with. Nice. Um, Really fun, really similar skill level, which I like. So we go out and we play and, you know, make some friendly bets and yeah. have some fun games. But also the type that are like, hey, you know, we'll have a few beers, you know, and not not take the day yeah. too seriously. So Sound um, like some uh, potential uh, dudes members right there. Yeah, shout out uh, Will and Nick when you listen to this because I'm going to send it to you. Will, uh, Nick, you need to join. Yep. So Listen to I, Zach. He knows what he's talking about, uh, at least yeah. on this. Yeah, at least on uh, this aspect. <laughs> Not much else. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, so shorter winter golf season. Uh, so you're substantially further north than our next closest member. We actually just uh, about a week and a half ago got this guy, uh, Hugh, that lives in Shelbyville, Kentucky, to join. So he's our next most northern member, but I still think that's probably – I think he's four hours from here. So probably still looking at at least six away from you, I'd, I'd imagine, maybe. Well, hey, let's meet up in uh, the great metropolis of Dayton, Ohio, and play around. Um, I'll come join y'all. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't need, I don't know where Shelbyville, Kentucky is. I don't either. Bring some bourbon. And, sounds uh, sounds really small. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a small Kentucky town. So, Hugh. Is that where the Mustang was built? Uh, who knows? Um, Hugh, I know you listen to this. Uh Hugh, actually, I'm pretty sure he joined the league because I think we mentioned him on uh, our previous podcast with Brad and Justin. And then uh, we actually, Brad sends me a little text that, hey, Hugh is uh, interested in joining. So we add him into this little three-person group text we have. And then he's like, yeah, I'll go ahead and join. And Brad points out, like, 
awfully convenient the day that your name gets mentioned on the Dudes of Hazards podcast. It makes you join the, the league. So, uh, Will and Nick, hopefully this works with y'all. We'll see. Uh, no pressure, though. And, I'm uh, good for a good guilt trip. I'm fine with it. I am too, man. Uh, so, you know what? We'll see guilt really gets people going. <laughs> like, you just make people feel bad about themselves, and they'll do what you yeah, want. Yeah, that, that's what it is, man. Uh, so, yeah, so you're a lot further north, but you're still a Dudes member. Um, what's, what's the value um, that you see? being a Dudes of Hazards member all the way up in Michigan. So, honestly, like, uh, the own ball round start, and I'm itching to get out. My yeah. buddy, Will, is like, hey, let's book this golf now. We'll, we'll get out. We'll play around. Might be a little wet. Whatever. Yeah. Wake up Saturday, and it's just dumping snow. And he's like, hey, I'm going to try and get a refund. Like, da 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 Like, we just cannot play. Yeah. Like, and... We had to cancel it, so was not able to play that first round, but it was like 60 through the week, like yep. leading up. Can't beat it. And um, and then it's just spitting snow. So I was yep. very, very bummed. And so it's like the first two and then like, you know, playing in the tournament this weekend, I think, maybe. And I might drive back. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I uh, uh, playing in the tournament this weekend, like this is going to be my first two rounds of the year that's playing wild. this weekend besides on those stupid damn simulators yeah. and i'm pretty pumped about it but like it just it kind of sucks you know i i honestly f- besides this year i had played golf on new year's day for like five years in a row mm-hmm. in winston we would just get out it for what dumb luck it was like 55 degrees and you would go book a one o'clock tea time you get through your 18 holes and it was great and really like february is the one month that you can't play and a lot of it is just because they're short days yep like no, very short it's very short days and so and i feel like that hinders it because there's some really good warm days in there and so i really hate the condensed golf season because really michigan's is May it starts in April. People start playing rounds because they're just ready to get yeah, out there. Yeah, they're like itching to swing the club. Yep, I'll probably play a couple rounds in April, but I guess May's kind of where it starts. But even in May, I'm still in a windbreaker and pants. Mm. And June, July, August, September, great months. October, Michigan, so it doesn't have quite the humidity that. Um, you know, we get here in Bristol and so, uh, or Tri-Cities area and it just gets, it's these huge temperature swings. So you'll get the, you know, the day will be 80 degrees, but the night will drop to like 50. Yep. And when it starts raining, it just doesn't dry out. So mm-hmm. the last round that I played, I got a new set of irons itching to get out, grabbed my other buddy, Nick. We went out and played around. And it was just a mud fest. And at oh, the end tough. of the round, he was like, Al, how'd you like the new irons? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, it was just you really mud tell. pies. Every time you were hitting, yep. you were like, your pants, shoes, everything's just covered in mud. You're saying don't Anything wear khaki hit, pants. Yeah, don't wear khaki <laughs> pants. Blue jeans, great, great for the round. <laughs> and uh, I, I, it just wasn't that fun. And so I'm also itching to like, actually figure out my new irons. Yep. Um, you know, So this weekend will probably be a little bit of an experiment. So. So, yeah, so it sounds like the, the Michigan golf season presents uh, some challenges to getting out and playing some of the own ball rounds and stuff. But I guess what I um, really want to get at is when you're in the league, like what makes you want to be in this league, even with, yeah, you're missing out on own ball rounds because our season technically goes 
like February 28th through mid-November. So you're really missing out on like three months of that. Um, but you're still a member. So like, why, why, what makes you drawn to this league? I think it was a lot of motivation for me. Like moved to Michigan, didn't know anybody, but my girlfriend and her parents yep. and made me get out and make friends. Because I like, I think golf's a great social sport. Love getting out and playing with people, and yep. so it actually pushed me. So I would just like meet random people, and they'd mention golf, and I'd be like, "Oh, you play golf? Like, let's go play around." And Dude, I, if you if someone says they play golf, like you can just go play golf with someone. Yep, it, it's it, it's like the once like there's not really many other sports that yep. you can just find and bring together such vast skill levels, ages. Yeah. Uh, male, female, like it, it, it just doesn't matter out on the golf. Like I, I truly feel like once you get on the course, like when it really matters to me, like sure, if you're cool, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, if you're good, that's awesome. If you're bad, I don't really care. But as long as you have a good personality, dude, and like are pretty relaxed, like I, I don't, like I'll play with anyone. Yeah, exactly. And you sound like the same way. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, you go out there and like it's it's fun just to meet different people play but it's not like you know running or a ton of effort, different sports where you can do where there's varying skill levels it's like hey i'm in the same cart maybe this person takes you know six seven strokes to get in maybe it takes me four whatever whatever but like you're in a cart you you find other things to do you chit chat whatever but it's a great equalizer um, it is to play with people of varying skill levels and still have a really good time. And so it pushed me to get out there, but also like with those own ball rounds going on, I wanted to, you know, make sure I was putting my scores in every two weeks. Um, shout out to Donnie for also just bugging me. Cause I was pretty notorious for like playing on the Sunday that the round was due. And then just him being like, Hey, you have 45 minutes to log your round. So <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for reaching out to me. I'll try and be better this year, but oh, you're um, good, man. But it was good, you know, just to, like, motivate me to meet other people, which were great, made two really good friends, and then also just kind of keep that competitive edge where I'm like, okay, yeah. like, some of these were no handicap involved. Some of them were half. Some of them were full. Yeah. Like, however it was scoring, and um, I wanted to do a lot better than I did, and I think I could. I just, you know, was Zach, I think this is courses. a big year for you. I, I, I really do because you, you got used to those courses – in Michigan last year, and they're, they're different. They're just, a, it's a different setup, of course, than coming from central North Carolina. It's just, it's a different lay of the land. You already talked about it. it's linksy. We're still going to get to that a little bit. Um, but overall, it's a different game. And so I think, you know, start playing some more similar courses and getting used to that terrain. I, I think you're going to have a really good year this year. For sure. Um, well, good. Um, I know one of the reasons I'm glad you're in is just we've just done so many things together. And it's hard to imagine that, like, we're just not going to be involved in some sort of sport or activity until the day we're, like, 94 years old and our walker bitching about, like, oh, I can't get out and play, but we're still just trying to play nine holes. Maybe it's at 18, it's nine, or whatever it might be. But we'll always be in some sort of just who we are. We just like playing games. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, like... It's not even really about the winning and losing. I think it yeah. was more so when I was younger. Like, it, it was, like, really important to me. And now it's just like, dude, like, I just love getting out with people and hanging out. I yeah. feel like you – golf's cool. You get to see who people are, um, good and bad. I, I think, you know, and, you know, you see people it, – it's easy for some people to be like, oh, you, you cheated there. But, like, you're telling a dude that's going to shoot 120. That's, you know, thankfully neither of us. But, like, dude, if he wants to move the ball to a flat lie, what does it matter? Like, right. he's out here playing by himself, doesn't even have a handicap, just trying to learn the game. People are like, oh, technically you can't. Like, dude, shut up. 
Yeah. No, yeah. no one wants to hear that. Like, yeah, if me and you were playing, we got some money on the line, then we need to follow the rules. Very that, simple. That's but, a common denominator. Yeah. Money on the line. If there's money no on the money line. on the line and you're not going to talk shit to me after the round, like... Yeah, like, if, oh, you beat me by one, <laughs> yeah. but, like, you cheated the whole round? Okay, yeah. then, no, you don't get to yeah. say that. I'll call you back out. Yeah, I'll call you back out. But, yeah, dude, if someone's just, like, wanting to get into the game or it's just, like, a, a, a Sunday afternoon, you're trying to squeeze in 18 holes, you're just playing whack fuck out there, like, hitting the ball around, like... Have fun, and so yeah. like I, I, you know, we got a lot of the guys in the league with the varying skill levels, and I, I know that you'll just fit in so well with all of them. So I'm really glad that you're able to make it in town for the Dudes of Hazards Open. Absolutely. So what got you in the golf sack? Um, I, my dad. Um, yeah. You know, like I, like I said earlier in the podcast, just had a decent sized backyard, would go out there and hit, and my dad would take me dropped me off at um, a golf camp. I went to Steels Creek Golf Camp for a couple of years. You see they just shut down? Did they? Yep, just closed. Like, or in the process of closing. Jamie, actually, how she found out any golf news, possibly before I did, I'm not sure. But she was just like, hey, did you see Steels Creek Golf Course was shut down? I'm like, no. Uh, she's like, oh, well, I guess uh, you, you won't be able to go out and play there anymore. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Probably not driving out to the nine hole muni covered in goose poop. It I I honestly actually didn't mind a lot of the layout on some of those holes. No, I actually the layout's it was a fine. Fun layout. The layout's fine. The geese are awful because the first it takes three away from holes, everything else. Absolutely destroyed by the geese pecking uh, into dude. the green. Yep. And then the like goose shit is just everywhere. And then um it it I mean it's a muni course, so it's like normal grass. I will say, um, quick thing on Michigan, the muni courses in Michigan are gorgeous, yes. like absolutely gorgeous for a like municipal course. Where it, like first time I played one, I was like, uh, I guess they're gonna go to a muni course, and the guy was like, oh, it's like sixty five dollars for eighteen. I was like, sixty five dollars for a muni course? Yeah, like, you're like what? what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, what is this? Ripped here. Yeah. And then I got there and I played, and I was like, oh, damn, this is like a semi private course, like very good quality courses there um and that but that's sad to hear i actually have a lot of fond memories playing at still creek growing up i mean it used to be like when i was in high school college it was like eight bucks if you yeah dirt cheap dirt dirt cheap and so for you to go out and play nine and just like take two balls off the tee yep and not care yeah you know get a good workout like everything it was fine it had a good driving range there that you could hit into and i grew up like a mile away from this course so I, I went over there all the time this yeah. is really sad to hear that it's closing down but so basically your dad was a big influence yeah. on you so I, that's awesome uh i know he came out and played in the dudes of uh, hazards open this last weekend and so i was really i'm really glad that he got to get out there and play with you um where does golf rank amongst your other like sports and hobbies so like where, where's your power list of uh not watching T like okay because there's there's a different list on watching sports and playing sports so like where where does it fall for watching on you for watching sports um, I usually keep up with it as the season goes on um, always watch the majors and really yep. intently watch those love betting on the majors love watching the majors. the majors are great they are and you had the players in there that, that, that's fun and there's maybe another couple tournament or here or yeah. there but the, the majors are really i mean they're the majors for a reason yeah exactly and i love you know sunday afternoons just watching them come in um had some buddies in uh, north yep. carolina we'd always grill out watch the last day of the majors yep. and then then you hit the british open and we would flip it and just have breakfast and nice. i remember i lived with one of the guys who's 
probably the biggest golf fan in general that I've ever been around just as far as watching goes. Wow. And he would uh, wake up at like 4.30 in the morning on Thursday and Friday and watch rounds uh, because we worked together. And yeah. so we would just like, you know, hit the office. But he'd have been up for four hours just watching, you know, watching golf. And then on the Sunday, we'd fix a huge breakfast yep. and like watch the rounds come in. That's so, awesome. Um, love watching it. Um, probably... I'd say college football, college basketball are up there for me. Yep. And then NFL, NHL golf are all kind of similar. Like yep. majors yep. I really put up high on there, and I will yep. be intentional about like – Trying hey. to like actually like – I'm with you. On some other tournaments, I'll be like, oh, if I catch something, great. Like yep. the waste management, oh, if I see a couple little holes here and there on Saturday or Sunday, excellent. But not really sitting down. But I'm with you, the Ryder Cup – Yep. the major tournaments. I actually, at least on the, either one day, Saturday, Sunday, ideally Sunday, it's it's fun to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, when we grew up just such football diehards, the football season was dead. And now, like my dad doesn't really watch golf. So he's like, oh, one football season. And there's nothing on. I'm like, wrong. There's <laughs> golf. But he's, he's not quite there yet. Um, I mean, Nebraska men's basketball is pretty good. Yeah. I said no one ever. Um, we're not even gonna this is a this is a golf podcast. We don't talk about anything else other than golf on this at all. So um just okay, if you fair. heard anything else that was not golf related, fair that enough. was a mistake and didn't mean to get in here. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> but seriously, uh Nebraska sports is just a massive source of frustration over the last decade. Uh so we're just gonna move on from that. But playing it. Where does that fit in with your hobbies and activities, even if those activities aren't, like, uh, sport-related per se? Where does golf fall in for you? Golf, honestly, is probably second. I Running, I still enjoy doing. Really? I still enjoy getting out. I, I still run, you know, four or five days a week. Good for um, you, dude. Yeah. I, I, I'd say I probably average, like, zero days a month. So, like, I just try to keep it really consistent. Um, well, you're in that. better shape than me, so I guess something. It's walking golf. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but anyways, yeah, so go ahead. So, Running still a little bigger for you. Running still number one, just because I can like step out my front door, get a good yeah. like thirty minute, no forty five minute de stress. Like You're not paying, go take a shower and then move on with yep. the rest of the day. Um, but then golf is right up there. I love hiking. Really yep. enjoy that. I mean, I think hiking is really a close second. But golf, I just enjoy the competitiveness, the yep. individualness of it. Like you know, you go run like very similar to cross country where it's like, if you have a bad day, like it, it's just kind of on you. Like yep, it you, is, it you're is. the one that's responsible for your performance and golf is very much the same way. And I really enjoy that onus. Now, sometimes it can be mentally frustrating because you know, it's on you, yep. but you know, it, I really enjoy that. Like, like thought process that goes Absolutely. with it. And so playing golf, definitely, definitely number two for me. Excellent. Well, so a lot of people don't know this, um, but I used to work back at the uh, old farm in the day, and I'm actually going to throw a quick story in here um, about myself, about the old farm, just something I was actually thinking back on before we recorded this that's kind of funny. So uh, if you're not familiar, the old farm is normally ranked in one of the top private courses in the state of Virginia. And uh, so when I had gotten back from basic training and AIT back in, I guess, 2011, uh, one of the guys that was on my cross country team. He was a little bit younger than me. His mom worked at the old farm in HR and she was like, Hey, I was looking for a job. Uh, I was taking like a semester off before I went back to school. So I just kind of wanted to make some money. So she was like, Hey, I work at the old farm. If you want to come by for an interview, I'll set you up. I don't know anything about golf. I don't know if I've ever played golf at this point in my life. So I'm yeah. just like the old farm. 
okay, it's probably a farm that's probably pretty old and has been around for a while. Probably could just get away with wearing jeans and a t-shirt to this interview. I show up to the old farm and I'm like, oh shit, this is not a farm. It's a golf course. All the bag drops are wearing suit, like basically like shirts and ties. And so, uh, if you've ever heard like the expression basically along the lines, if it's like not what you can do or what, what you know, it's like who you know, this is a prime example of that. So the, uh, the guy, the, one of the bag drop guys, Dan, he comes, I vividly remember this. I'm pulling around, driving around the parking lot aimlessly, have no idea what I'm doing, pulls up. Well, what are you here for, sir? Like, this is a private club. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually here for an interview. And I can tell he's looking at me like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, I'm wearing, like, a Tennessee High cross-country t-shirt to this job interview. I think it's a, for a farm job. <laughs> Keep in mind. Because I'm like, surely, if you're working on a farm, it'd be weird to show up dressed up. And the old farm. Like, yeah. So, and I just think it's an old farm. And he's looking at me like, yeah, right. So he takes me down to the interview. I meet like the general manager, everyone else. Everyone's wearing like the nicest clothes. It's this super pretentious, um, snooty kind of golf course, in my opinion. I mean, it's nice. I think it's honestly, I'm just going to say it, dramatically overrated. Played much better. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it's overrated. I think you're, you're paying a lot for the name and for members to act like they can be assholes and nicer to other, uh, not nice to you're other people. for like the privateness they are that's what that's what that's what it is it's 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 a rich people hangout club which is fine but i definitely think it's dramatically overrated but anyways um so i go there end up getting the job and i know this guy just had to have been baffled at how this dude that showed up in uh jeans and a t-shirt got a job at the old farm but the answer is i knew the hr lady and uh that's a pretty good end so moving a little bit forward i mean maybe six to eight months they have a day where uh employees can bring out a guest I just didn't really know anyone that golfed. And like Zach was, it was like basically him and Justin Fawn were the only people I really knew that golfed. And Justin was at West Point. So I was like, well, like I'm not going to ask my dad. Like he doesn't, like, I don't even think he owns clubs. Uh, I was like borrowing clubs at that time. I actually, that's what it was. I borrowed Justin's clubs because he was at West Point. I remember playing with his driver, uh, which I actually broke uh, on him. So I'm sure he appreciated that while he was gone. But so we had a basically bring a guest day out to the old farm. And so I was like, hey, I'm bringing Zach. So tell me a little bit about what you remember about that day. Honestly, I wish I remembered more. I remember yep. telling my dad that I was going and he was a little pissed because yep. um, obviously very nice course. And I mean, it was. I think the thing that stood out to me the most was that I felt bad hitting a shot because I knew I was going to take a divot. Like... You know, it was just so nice, and it's so yep. private that the yep. course just is not played that much. Yeah, so it and looks so, it's so pristine. So pristine all the time, and so you're just like, I know I made that. You know, yep. whereas normally you go out to a course, and you just like, you see, like, little imperfections. You see where it's played, and this course was just not one of those. And so um, it was funny to, like sit with you on the cart and we'd be going by and you'd be like, Oh, they actually allow carts at this event. They don't normally allow caddies to play carts because people got drunk and drove them into the lake. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I mean, it was a very nice course. Um, it, it, it is. I mean, it's, uh, you know, definitely was saying what I said about yeah. it earlier. It, it is a very nice course, but there's just, um, the course design, I I just didn't think was very exciting. Yeah, there's like, nothing. yeah, there was nothing really like memorable about it, other than just like the conditioning and oh, it's like no one else can play here. Yeah, exactly. Like, is that round? If you try to do that, like I looked um, somewhere on like thousand greens, 
which is an app for like private club members. You can look at getting charity events and like getting on to other private clubs. And they were doing like a one night, one round on Saturday, stay of the night Saturday, play around Sunday. And it was like 1500 bucks. They were selling the package for it. And I was like, there's no chance in any world. I would ever like 1500 bucks. I'm sorry. I'm going to Bandon for four days, uh, five days and doing that instead. Like there's just no chance I'm spending that money there. No. And, and that's the thing. Like I played that course and very, very nice, but, there just wasn't anything that I remember about the yeah. course that I'm like, oh. I'm glad you feel that way. Cause I yeah. feel the same way looking back on it. Like it maybe just cause I think golf as much, but I just, I just remember like, yeah, it's nice, but yeah, I know. And maybe if I played it now, I'd think differently. Uh, and I may too. But, um, but for my memory, I just remember it being very pristine and like, that was nice. The club was nice. You know, you go through, I remember you go through like at the turn, it's just this like little the, barn yeah. that you just have like the cart a bunch barn of was really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, you get taps There's snacks on there. Uh, what I remembered was when I went and played diamond Creek with Cade diamond Creek is what the old farm thinks the old farm is or wishes it could be. Okay. Diamond Creek yeah. is just so pristine. All of their stuff is, I mean, the course is better. The views are better. Yeah. I feel like the staff was better. Um, I mean, just all of it. And so if you've heard me talk about Diamond Creek, you know, I love it. That place is heaven on earth. And so, well, interesting, not too much to remember from the old farm. Cause I know there's a lot of people around here that would die to play up there, but you know, I mean, honestly, there's other places you can play that you'd probably enjoy a little more. Well, our last little session we're going to get into is our discussion question. So we're just going to take a couple minutes to discuss uh, each point here. And so our first question is walk or ride. Zach, what team are you? I. It depends. I. I think when you walk the course, you get a different appreciation for it. Absolutely. You get to see a lot of the different course. You get to. I, I feel like you see a lot more of it because you're just taking it in literally one step at a time. And you're going and even spots that you don't hit balls from, you're kind of figuring out like, oh, this would have been a better spot to land or, oh, I'm really glad I'm at where I'm at. And I feel like you get a little bit better lay of the land. But if you've never played a course before and you choose to walk it, sometimes you can get caught out there and yeah. you're literally walking like a quarter of a mile from green to tee box. And those rounds are just miserable. Walking. So let's say this, let's throw a caveat in there. If your choice is to walk a walker's course or ride a rider's course, basically, you know, walkers closer tee boxes and greens together or more of a riding course, maybe it's to a neighborhood or somewhere to where there's, yeah, those quarter mile walks. Um, which one are you choosing? I'm, I'm going to choose to walk on that. I am too. I love to just have your bag there. You go to your ball. Honestly, it, it doesn't really take any longer. No, it, I actually, and round. if it's cart path only, it's actually going to save you time. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. And, and I honestly just feel like you get a little bit better round experience out of it. Um, and some of the nicer, like private courses that I've played, I've walked them and really yep. just loved the round because yep. you get to see a lot more. You still get to talk with everyone, but then, you know, you also feel like you've worked off the beer that you, uh, yes. you've consumed. I'm with you. Like I said, riding's great. Riding's good. If you're, you know, just kind of, uh, um, Messing around, having some beers, but, you know, overall, I definitely am a big fan of walking. So, earlier in this podcast, we mentioned the fantasy football league that we did. Um, so, I basically, you know, served as the commissioner for that for 10 years, and uh, Zach would help me a lot with the planning. And it's funny, our, like our last year, we were really involved in it. We did a couple YouTube videos with some interviews and recaps, and and 
I mean, it's like it was unknowingly practice for running this golf league the whole time. What's uh, what correlations do you see uh, from this the fantasy football league we did and the golf league that we have now? Well, if anybody knows Donnie, they know that when Donnie gets interested in something, there's no like, oh, I'm even 95% interested in that. It's like all or nothing. Jamie right now is rolling her eyes through the back of her head listening to this podcast because she's like, oh, please don't even get <laughs> like that's That might be the most accurate statement said about me. But no, it, it very much is. And like when we played flag football in college, you were the one organizing the practices. You were the one driving everything. We start the fantasy football. I mean, we're already in it, but you, you get a little bit more involved in it. Um, and you start like coordinating emails and questions and interviews and stuff. And you're really, excuse me, your goal with it was just to keep everybody involved and focused yep. on it. And you wanted to build that community. And then yep. I remember we went with, I think it was Calvin and Fawn to Savannah, Georgia for just like a weekend one yep. time. And you were really into the NHL at that point. Yep. And so the entire weekend, we just drank beer, watched NHL games, that was, played that was NHL. An awesome weekend. We had that really cool house down um, on Tybee Island. That yep. was by the Mars. Like that, that was a great, a lot of beers and a lot of hockey watched. Yeah. Fun, really fun weekend. I met Fawn in like Vietnam, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we drove down to to Savannah, and we had we just had a good time, and it yeah. was it was fun. But like you, when you got into hockey, you were like all the way in. Yeah. And I I feel like this golf league is very much the same way. But that's what I appreciate about you because you like you put a lot of time and energy and thought invested into it. And I think every like I can certainly see it, and even I'm not you know yeah. in. The Tri-Cities area. I, I still enjoy hockey. I definitely don't watch as much as I used to. But, you know, I, I've, I've realized that about myself. Like, I definitely – I mean, football was my life for 27 years. But I honestly see golf being my life for the next 50 to 60. Like, I just – I don't think there will ever be a game. Um, I mean, you know how crazy this is for what I'm about to say. Like, the way I love golf, like, even the way I like football can't compare to golf. And like, I think like golf above all. It's not even close. If you told me, like, you can play golf or you have the option to watch play every other sport for the rest of forever, I'm going to play playing golf over that. It's it's just not even close. It's basically, for me, it's like out being outside is my favorite thing to be. And now there's a game I can play while outside. I can be physically active. I mean, it's, it's a good game. For um, sure. And I think there's that difference where, like, you know, I, I'm just never going to be a great football player, but mm. I can be a good golfer. And it's different when you can be like interview or like uh, involved in that. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, Zach, tell me about like, what's, what's one of your favorite rounds of golf that you've ever had? Um, I honestly, I probably, uh, I have a, a lot of good memories, but I think probably my favorite was the first time that I hit an Eagle. I was maybe 15 years old and my dad and I, my parents own horses, so, you know, we went to, like, Lexington, Kentucky, like, Horsetown, USA, and my dad and I were playing golf while my mom and my sister were doing horse things, and um, I was on a par five, uh, chunked the tee shot, like, left, like, 65 yards off the tee box, just into, like, what was very close to out of bounds, but not, hit a hybrid like down into the fairway and so at this point hit my third and there's it was like a huge dog leg left but there was this big pond around it and I was like 
I'm just going to go over the pond. And my dad was like, that's not a smart idea. Like, you know, salvage the hole. And I was like, nah, this, the hole's already gone. I lost it on the tee box. And so I hit a hybrid off, you know, the fairway, just going mm-hmm. straight at the green, sculled it, skipped off some rocks off the side of a pond, <laughs> jumped to the pond, hit a rock on the other <laughs> side of the pond, kept jumping, hit the green, went in the hole. And my dad at that point lost his mind. How could you not? How, like, how could you not? <laughs> it was the most, like, like we, we the green kind of, like, dipped back. And I was like, my dad was like, I think that went in the hole. And so we drive up to the green, and he walks over to the hole, and he's like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, but yeah. he's very excited for yep. me. But also, like, what the hell? And uh, we're just going nuts on the, t- uh, on the green and the – uh, people in front of us are on the tee box, like yell at us, and I was like, "Dude, I like I just hit my first yeah, eagle, yeah. but like, also the most ridiculous first eagle that you could have ever like seen, and was undeservingly so." But I really remember that round because it was just fun to see, like, yeah, you, golf surmised in like my dad's frustration for seeing that lucky shot, oh. but also like general excitement for someone else. Yeah. And I feel like golf is so much of that where you're it like is, dude. competitive, yep. but you're also like proud, like glad for someone else. That's the best way to sum it up. Like, a, like, you know, if we're out there playing around one-on-one versus each other, I'm going to want to beat you. But like, yeah, dude, if you just make some ridiculous shot on me, I will, I feel like this is accurate to say, I'll be the first one to be like, hell yeah, nice shot. Like I like a nice shot's a nice shot. Doesn't matter if we're playing against each other or with it, it's still a nice shot. So yeah. like I always a big fan of seeing that. Um and so well, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but I think it's now time to uh crack another beer from uh Johnson City Brewing. Actually uh Zach went and picked these up just ahead of the podcast, so thanks for doing that. These have been awfully tasty. Um, this summer talked about how, uh, you said that when's, when's that peak golf season in Michigan, July, July. So like a, a trip up there in July would be pretty nice, right? Oh, a trip up, uh, a trip up to play golf in Michigan in July is, is a treat. So what if we said that we were playing maybe somewhere like, uh, Arcadia bluffs, uh, 36 or 18 there, you know, one evening for a twilight round and then. We just happened to play the the south course in the morning and the bluffs course again the uh, evening again. That would probably be a pretty decent trip, right? Heaven on earth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Going up there uh, June 30th through uh, July 5th with Zach. And uh, Zach's been, as you've heard, he's just a great friend, been a longtime friend. Uh, We've been through a lot together. Um, And I, you know, it's funny. We're further apart by distance, but I feel like our friendship means more. And so... I looked at this and I was like, I'm going to go up and take a trip with Zach. And so going up there, flying into Detroit, I think we're going to try to maybe grab a round in the Motor City and then maybe try to play one at the University of Michigan course. I know, Zach, you've said that the greens there are the most insane greens. And I feel like I'm a good putter, so I kind of will we'll, we'll see what what, uh, what fits it can give me. I'm guessing, how many four putts am I making? If, if they're as hard as you say they are. Honestly... You might get through that round. Best case scenario, I think you're going to get out in four. 
like four four putts. And oh, I'm, not, I'm not joking. Like there's there's a couple of courses there, and if the starter's good, he'll give you. They call it the South Slope because there's actually a road um, called South Street that runs parallel to a lot of the course. But they'll tell you that all the greens kind of feed that way, and it's so true because you'll look at a green and you'll be like, "Oh, this is gonna break right," and it'll just break left because that's the way. Same the concept as breaking to the water. Yep. Yep. So. I know we're looking at playing that one, and then um, we're kind of going to do a little road trip. Going to just hop in the car for about three hours, drive to the other side of the state and a little north, and go play Arcadia Bluffs. And, um, Zach, I mean, I have a great golf season ahead. I'm uh, shortly going down to Naples to visit some family, playing in uh, the Naples, Bonita Springs area. Got Prindlum coming up, going uh, back out to Tobacco Road, the Mid Pines, you know, got uh, – couple more other fun trips going to Macklemore later, later this year, but getting the go play, I think what's, I think it's number 13 on golf digest on the public list. Yeah. Um, and then that's the bluffs course, which has, I think like 14 holes. You can see Lake Michigan from, and if you don't know much about Lake Michigan, it's basically like looking out to the ocean. And so, um, and then the South course, I think is ranked like 53. I looked at. So Zach, what are you, what are you thinking about that trip to Arcadia bluffs? How, how excited are you for that? I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I as soon as I moved to Michigan, I immediately just started doing research on all the courses that I wanted to play while I was there, get them all in, and um, Arcadia Bluffs was like the top of yeah. that. Um, and really, the way to do it is just to take a full weekend, like we're doing, yep. and play 18 sunset round, and then play 36 the next day. And you're just if someone you know, blindfolded you, dropped you out of a plane and you opened it up. Like you, there's no way you wouldn't think you were on the West coast with Absol- all of absolutely. the dunes and bluffs there. And Northern Michigan, I do think is just a complete hidden gem, gorgeous courses. Um, especially this one, just bordering the entire yeah. lake that you're going to go with. And, um, I'm incredibly pumped about playing, playing all that. I am too. I, uh, two things I love water courses and i love link style yeah link style fits me well um actually like around the green i you know a lot of people fly in their wedges um big fan i feel like maybe it's because i sucked for a long time but just kind of mastered the bump and run and just like lower trajectory shots um so i'm hoping i can bring that out to michigan i uh you know even with driver and three wood, usually a little bit lower trajectory shots run out a little bit more. So I'm hoping um, that'll be fun. But dude, I just I see that truly as being uh, like I said, flying on Thursday, playing around Friday. I'm gonna try to get one in while you're working, but we're leaving Saturday morning pretty early. Maybe we get a round in on the way. Maybe we don't, but maybe we just get up to Arcadia and like honestly, I'd be good with just sitting in the clubhouse for a minute, chilling out, getting that round in on the. Uh, on the twilight round. I mean, what's great is where you're at Lake Michigan sits in between Wisconsin and Michigan with Michigan being on the Eastern side. So when the sun's setting on Lake Michigan, it's, it's like setting over the lake. And so I called up there and the lady's like, all right, we're going to get you a five thirty twilight round to get in 18 holes. And I was like, excuse me. Oh yeah. Like there's no chance. And she's like, wrong yeah you'll probably have daylight till 10 30 10 45 this Easy. far up in michigan Easy. and i was like money it's like a it, which is wild is a pace of play up there just because it is a difficult course so i think yeah. it's like four hours and 45 minutes they said for pace of play which is kind of hard to imagine um you know it's like i'm used to four maybe maybe four fifteen four thirty but right. telling me we're probably going to get our asses kicked 
But honestly, I think you'd agree. Like, who really cares? Yeah, exactly. You're you're playing for the views, the experience, and that is one thing I do love about Michigan is that in the summer, 9.45, 10 o'clock, even That's in Detroit, so you've got daylight, so you're not capped. And by we're going lightning. three hours north from there. Yeah. So like we're exactly. like we're we're getting we're not quite in that almost Canada land, but we're almost the almost Canada actually land. Detroit is north of Canada. So you know, <laughs> I mean when 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 the journey says born and raised in South Detroit, South Detroit is Canada. Fun fact. Good to know. That's that's science. You can't question it. So, um, yeah, dude, that's that's going to be a great trip. I, I mean, even the South Course. And what what I like is I you know I I. This won't come to probably any surprise to a lot of you that know me well. Did a little bit of research before this trip. I've never done that. Um, but looked into it, and, like, Arcadia is going to be fantastic. And that's the premier course that we're going yeah. to Michigan for. But the south course in itself is really unique. So, you know, the north course – or the, the bluffs course is more linksy from what I've read. The south plays more parkland style, which is a little bit more of what we're used to um, back from where you were in North Carolina in the yeah. Tennessee area. Um, a lot of like squared off greens, which is not something that we have here in this area. You know, I feel like in this area, greens are just kind of contoured to the land. Yeah. But there's a lot of like different uh, green locations and like shapes. And so I love seeing the golf architecture side of stuff. I really, you know, when we're playing the round, that's one of the reasons I like walking is because I'm walking up to the hole. I kind of have time. Instead of just getting to my ball, I can actually really look at like, oh, I wonder why that's like that. Oh, is it kind of to penalize this or is it to reward that risk take? And then like, oh, okay, so on this hole with the wind prevailing from a certain way, there's usually a right miss. So that's why this bunker's down here to penalize you. I think all that is really exciting. So I love um, the fact that we're going up there. And I mean, that's going to be an incredible trip. I know that day that we played 36. I don't even know if we're playing own ball or if we're going to play a team game. What I'm thinking is if we're playing two rounds on the bluffs, one, I would like to get a get my personal score in. Oh, for sure. It would be fun. Another day, um, whether it's just the two of us or four of us or whatever it ends up being for that trip. I know Calvin's thinking about going on it. Um, hopefully, Kaylee, if you're listening to this, he had already mentioned that to you. If not, Calvin, sorry for throwing you under the bus. Um, but he had some, uh, recent exciting news that I won't spoil for him. Um, but I will let him share. I mean, it is and an all expenses paid trip for Calvin. I mean, by him, but by, yeah, yeah. By it Calvin. Is all expenses paid. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to start telling people. It's an all expenses paid trip by you. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, that's, that's how you cool got to sell it. To yeah, the significant other. You just got to be like, it's all expenses paid. And then leave <laughs> off the like <laughs> the fine details. Me. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, uh, I mean, I just – what I'm looking forward to is even the day that we go up there to play just 18 on the twilight. I love sunset rounds. I mean, sunrise yeah. rounds are really cool. I, I've done one of those at Macklemore, and that was incredible. But, like, a sunset round and where they basically said, like – I was talking to the lady that runs it up there. The the sunset basically lasts for, like, three hours up there. And I just can't imagine that it's not going to be one of the most beautiful. And hopefully oh, – yeah. I just don't make a complete mess of it, and if I do, so be it. They got some pretty good lawn chairs to pound some drinks in after the round to Absolutely. either celebrate the good time or uh, forget the bad one. So, Zach, uh, why don't you go ahead and just take a second to maybe um, go ahead and tell the league what your social media is, if you have an Instagram, Facebook, how people can reach out to you, 
Um, what does that look like for you? Uh, I, yeah, uh, Instagram's probably the best way to to follow along at, at Hudson Zach. Um, Zach's Z-A-C. Um, sure, we'll drop it in the caption of the podcast. Yep, but you can do um, that. It, uh, that's the best way. Facebook, I, I don't think I've updated it. Facebook sucks. 30 years. So yeah, I hear that. Like honestly, Facebook's dead to me. I don't, I don't even use that. Yeah. Um, you can so, find me on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zach. Um, if you also want to look at the dudes, just find a little more information about the league and check out our website, dudesofhazards.com. Kind of highlight some of the upcoming tournaments. You can check us out at, at dudes of hazards for our Instagram as well. And uh, thanks for listening in today. Our next guest coming up is going to be Will Shelton. If you don't know him, he is the the Viking of the Dudes of Hazards. That is now, uh, he's definitely the favorite, we'll just say this, to uh, win the long drive every time he shows up. So, Will, looking forward to having you on next time and getting to let the league know a little bit about you. Zach, thanks for coming on today, man. This was truly a great time. Um, And guys, dudes, keep it classy.